0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of the Mickey Blog Podcast. My name is Jared alongside Jesse. Kristen is not on this episode. Unfortunately, she is sick and down for the count, uh, which is unfortunate because she does love what we're about to talk about. She does. I know we would have
1: so many fun (laughs) debates, but... That's all right. She'll be on
0: the next one. It's all right. She'll be on the next one. If you guys are new to this podcast, welcome. We cover all things Disney, from the parks to the news to the cruise line to the streaming service to the movies and much more. And today, we're talking about flowers, if you can't tell. Flowers? Yeah. There's a flower in my ear, and there's a flower in Jesse's ear. I'm wearing and we brought props of flowers. And we brought a prop. Where did my flower go? Oh yeah, it's, it's in, in my your ear. <laughs> oh boy, here we are. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, welcome to another episode. It's going to be super fun. This entire episode is going to be going deep into why Epcot's Flower and Garden Festival is just so awesome, and why you should consider visiting uh, during the festival, whether it's this year or in the future. Yeah. This year, the festival goes on from March 1st to July 5th, just so everybody is aware. And uh, yeah, we're going to go over all of it. Why we think you should go our favorite parts of the festival, and everything else in between. But before we jump into it, we just want to mention, as we always do, that the Mickey Bog Podcast is sponsored solely by Mickey Travels, who can help plan your Disney vacations, whether it's Disney World, Disneyland, a trip on the Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney. We'll go over more into why they are awesome later. But Jesse, how's your week going? How happy are you that Flower and Garden Festival is upon us?
1: My week is going good. I'm very busy still with Flower and Garden coming. There's a whole bunch of reservations that got released, and this just—it's a crazy time in the Walt Disney World area right now. Um, and then, especially with it, you know, being President's Day a week or so ago, you know, it's just been the crowds have been a little heavier, but that's okay. Everything is going good, and I'm really, really excited for Flower and Garden. I will miss Festival of the Arts because Festival of the Arts is my personal favorite, but Flower and Garden is, like, it's a second one for me, and I just love seeing all the flowers, the topiaries, the amazing food, and I enjoy when it changes. Um, Also, for me, Flower and Garden has the best concert series, so I'm really excited to see some of them, too.
0: Yeah, so I will say... I really love Flower and Garden. It's my mom's favorite festival. So we went quite often growing up. uh, And I just love taking photos at the parks. And it's the best time of year to photograph Epcot. All of
1: my best photos are from Epcot at this time of year just because it's so colorful and it's so pretty to look at. And the weather, of course, is amazing too. So that's helpful when you have blue skies, fluffy white clouds. Like, it's great.
0: Yeah, it's, it's... one of those time periods where you truly do not need to edit your photographs that all that often you can just you can just let the photo speak for itself (sighs) i know
1: yeah it's great sometimes like it'll be a little too bright but that's really my only complaint it's beautiful
0: like it's so pretty yes Well, let's dive right into it. Uh, again, this is Jesse and Jared hosting another edition of the Mickey blog podcast. And thank you to everybody who's been supporting us so far last year. We or last year, last (laughs) week, we had an amazing, um, interview with Steve Lewis, the creator and owner of Gideon. So go check that out. If you haven't, we've had some amazing guests already on the Mickey blog podcast and we we can't wait for many more, but today it's just us and you're stuck with us. So we're going to do our best. I have a flower in my ear, guys, so if you can't see me right now, I just highly recommend going over to the YouTube channel and watch this episode Yeah, just to get some entertainment out of how ridiculous I look right now. Jared
1: looks really pretty with a pink flower in his ear. I'm just saying.
0: Yeah, pretty is totally the adjective I was going to use to (laughs) describe myself, too. I mean, manly with his Star Wars hat. Yeah, and, and I also have this brand new... Oswald, short sleeve button down, very excited about it. It just dropped as a part of a Huge Oswald collection. So if you yeah. want to learn more about that, head over to the blog. We posted several times about it. It's pretty exciting. But oh, let's jump cool right too. into it. So obviously, as I mentioned, the Flower and Garden Festival starts on March 1st. By the time we recorded this episode, the festival hasn't actually started yet. So forgive us if we don't cover some of the stuff that is amazing that Disney surprised us with. Yeah. Or, you know, some of the unique new offerings specifically to the 2023 festival. Um we're going to talk a lot about what we've loved in years past, yeah. and uh, some of the stuff we know about that is coming out this year. But either way, let's just start off right off the bat. Flowers. Believe flowers. it or not, Jesse. there's going to be a lot of flowers <laughs> lot at of flowers. this festival. <laughs> so so yeah, and beyond flowers, topiaries. Yep, That is freaking cool. Okay? I know. There aren't a lot of topiaries that you can see other places in the world. Disney specific topiaries. so what are some of the topiaries you love looking at the most Jesse and uh, what can you recommend to someone going to flower garden for like the first time what do you think they would love to uh, check out to
1: see it's just amazing because there are so many fun things for the topiaries they do these such elaborate bushes and hedges and flowers and you're like how did you how did you put that together like is there plastic underneath? Is it really just a bush? Uh, the mystery of Disney just amazes me sometimes. Um, my personal favorite, i if you watch the animated podcast for our animated movies, Peter Pan is really, really high on my list. And Tinker Bell has her own section and she has these little fairy houses and the fairy houses are skates and like all these weird little trinkets. Whenever I go there, I have seen it for multiple years and I have seen something new every single time because there's so many little details there. Um, So that's definitely like one of my top, top topiaries. And then my second one is also Peter Pan. So I love the TikTok with Peter Pan and Hook fighting because it's such an iconic scene and it's so pretty. There's trees and water right behind them. You can get the prettiest photo of that specific topiary. Um, And then TikTok is just so cute. I just want to hug him. Like he's, just amazing, like his teeth are not scary. I just want to just be like squish. I don't know, I love him to death. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, you. if you guys can't tell, Jesse likes Peter Pan, Breaking I news. do. Um, <laughs> I love Peter so, Pan. So, one of the things that is exciting specifically about this year is they're bringing Encanto topiaries yeah. uh, to the festival. um They're supposed to be at the entrance or at the front of the park. Um, however, it wouldn't shock me if there's more sporadically around the country. So oh my God, yeah. just just be uh, excited for that, folks, if you yeah. love yourself some Encanto. And also, we saw Mirabelle... Meeting and greeting guests, uh, sort of towards the back entrance of World Showcase. Yeah. And the reason why that's important, folks, little insider information. Usually, they have um, characters meeting and greeting there when it's like a rehearsal. They're yeah. trying to run these characters through rehearsals with guests so that they can like almost get some practice in with with greeting these uh, these amazing uh, Disney guests. So, I think. I, I could be wrong. I don't wanna hype people up, but I think it's very possible Mirabelle might be meeting and greeting at Epcot's Flower and Garden Festival in twenty twenty three. So yeah pretty exciting if that is in so. fact the case
1: yeah it's so nice to meet and greet them over there because characters get shy just like we do so you know they need a little bit of practice first before they actually go out and meet all of the guests with a ton of lines but mirabelle's a really really cool character and i really can't see or i can't wait to see if she does actually show up because that would be a really fun surprise
0: yeah i think that would be an amazing surprise and yeah. again. for anybody attacking us right now when listening to this or watching this we are recording this episode before the festival actually starts right so we don't (laughs) we don't know whether mirabelle will actually be there or not i'm not trying to create false hopes and i'm also not trying to sound uneducated if she's like just prancing around all over the place and i'm like hopefully she shows up like I don't know. I, I, I hope. We're not but, sure, but we're not sure. Uh, so, so just want we'll to sort of mention that again.
1: We'll have to do an update episode once we actually get to go to the festival and we actually see what everything's going to be released and all those fun things. So, all that fun jazz.
0: Yeah, all that say. all that fun jazz, as I like to say <laughs> on this podcast. Uh, yeah, so. Obviously, topiary is very exciting, and it's one of the better parts of the entire festival. It and is. what's unique about it is you can find them pretty much at every corner of the park. Yeah. Uh, you're going to find different characters featured for different topiaries at every single country around World Showcase. You're going to find them, you know throughout the other major lands throughout the park, uh, obviously at the entrance, but you'll see Buzz Lightyear over by Mission Space. Yeah. You'll see uh, Woody and Bo over by the seas with Nemo and friends. And over uh, by
1: Woody and Bo, they have a really pretty butterfly with succulents. You can't miss that one because the succulents on there, If I love succulents, but they're so cool. The way that they put the succulents on there, it's a totally different topiary than all the other ones. It's really neat.
0: Yeah, I I couldn't uh, agree with you more. Yeah. I think what's what's so cool about the topiaries is beyond just featuring some of your, you know, favorite characters. Some of the countries do some unique stuff. For oh example, God, yeah. in uh, the China Pavilion, they feature the pandas, which I think are also very also cool. cuddly and huggable. Um, exactly. <laughs> just like uh, TikTok. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love seeing Lady in the Tramp in the Italy Pavilion. That's always a really cool one. That's also my favorite
1: Um, spot to take a photo, which we'll talk about a little later, but yeah,
0: it's on Uh, my list. (laughs) And it's just, it's hard to even not ramble about this because there's so many great topiaries and there's something for everybody. So if you have a specific favorite character, for example, Figment, who also usually gets a beautiful topiary he does. Uh, you are going to want to check them all out and also uk pavilion if you like winnie the pooh you're gonna find the winnie the pooh characters over all there four. too all they're four so, yeah they're
1: so fun
0: so so yeah that's that's very exciting but beyond the topiaries jesse let's talk a little bit about flowers because obviously flower and garden <laughs> festival there is flowers everywhere I and you know This is how I like to describe this festival. I already like walking around Epcot. But now I get to walk around an Epcot that smells much better than normal. So it's just more exciting. And there's more photos to be taken and prettier photos to be taken. Yeah. And it's just, it's a great time. Yeah. It is. That's it. It's beautiful.
1: Like you walk in and there's just, there's flowers everywhere. They're on the light poles. They're on all the little, everywhere that had grass is now flowers. So it's just so incredible to like walk through Epcot and be like, "Oh my god, there's flowers." And then when they take them away, you forget what it looked like without the flowers, and it looks so bare like right after the festival leaves, you're like, "Wait, weren't aren't, weren't there always flowers there?" Because you get so used to them being there that you forget. Oh no, that's just a flower and garden thing. Um, my major spot is right on the neck of like the showcase and the future world area. There's a really, really pretty water spot. And they always do flowers right along the water. And I always think to myself, wow, this is so beautiful. This is so pretty. And when they first put those up, that's one of the first things I notice because it's so bright and does catch your eye. And then again, like I said, when they take it away, I'm like, wait, weren't they? Aren't they? <laughs> supposed to be there like (laughs) like throwing off
0: for a minute you know it's it's not as exciting to take epcot photos when there's not a billion flowers everywhere that's that's really what we're saying we want flowers everywhere Everywhere. but (laughs) but yeah jesse's right right when you're walking into world showcase we like to call it the neck basically but uh like it's a funnel yeah, it's like a funnel, yeah. uh, and it, it, it's, it's. anyways, we're rambling, but point <laughs> is, when you're walking straight through Epcot, which you can't even do right now because there's a lot of construction, yeah. when you're walking into the very center entrance of World Showcase, if you stop there, there's obviously a few bodies of water, and the monorail goes right above so it's a beautiful place to take photos and take videos uh while you're visiting and That's especially so this time of year because there are huge flower beds just right there so but beyond the flower beds and everything well, there's and also lots shaped. of yeah and they're mickey shaped. mickey
1: shaped flower beds not just flower beds
0: yeah sorry i didn't emphasize the fact <laughs> that they are in fact mickey, mickey shaped. shaped yeah so very, uh, very important <laughs> aspect but um also, folks, I will mention, too, that beyond this, there's, in every section, there's lots of walkable gardens you can walk through. Oh so when you're walking over to, for example, Future World, which is not Future World anymore, but regardless, for the sake of it, uh, and when you walk over to uh, World Showcase, and when you're walking over towards the Land Pavilion, um, there's, there's like, lots of... Uh, there's just lots of walkable gardens that you yeah. can walk right through, and you can learn, you can you can read up more about them. Um, forgive me if I'm mistaking this for a different festival, but last year didn't they have like a little section for birds, Jesse? Yeah, that, we Like did. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I'm not going crazy. You're not going yeah, crazy. Yeah. So <laughs> there is a there's a little section where you can uh, see the birds that go up to the birdhouses and everything like that. And of course, we got to save the best for last. There is a butterfly garden. I so, know. Can you explain the butterfly garden to people who have never been to Flower Garden before, Jesse.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can tell you a story too. I have one of those. Um, so yes, the, the Butterfly Garden is like a huge tent and you walk in to like these beads. You have to open them with your hands to kind of get in just to make sure the butterflies don't get out and they're not everywhere on the festival. Um, mm-hmm. But they're in this huge area and they have like their little nesting area. They have their little pockets area. Like they make their cocoons in there. You can see them hatching and... All those things. And it's just its so cool because you walk in and there's just flowers everywhere. And then there's butterflies flying on around, all around you. Sometimes they'll land on you. Sometimes they'll stop on your head. Sometimes you put your finger out. They won't even touch you. So it just depends on their mood that day, of course. They're butterflies. They do what they want. Um, mm-hmm. But it's so amazing. The One of the very first times I ever went in there was right after my dad's cancer surgery. And we went in there and he was just can complete awe he was like oh my god like it's not very often that you see a ton of butterflies in this you know one area and my dad walked in and the butterflies loved him i have so many pictures of him with the butterflies like landing on his forehead landing on his shirt landing on his fingers and he was just laughing the whole time so the smiles i got photos of him you know with butterflies on his face it was just it was the best time I ever had in that butterfly garden. And then we went out and my dad was like, Can we go back in? And I was like, Yeah, let's we're just gonna hang out all day in the butterfly garden. And you know what? It was like the best like two hours in the butterfly garden we've ever done. So highly recommend the butterfly garden because it is brilliant.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you uh have ever heard the words butterfly garden more in a two minute span (laughs) butterfly garden send me the link because we just said it a lot no uh that is an awesome story and the butterflies were clearly paid actors and they knew they knew the assignment they knew what to do yeah and uh that's awesome i know yeah i love walking through there um it's always amusing because you can't really tell if the butterflies are trying to escape. Once you get close to the butterfly garden, you can also tell a lot of them like like flying around right outside of the garden. Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay. Like, are they trying to get back into their yeah, home you're like, or leave? <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's definitely obviously a, a great aspect of flower garden. Yeah. And-
1: it's a cool experience. It's just very different. It's something you don't get to normally do. Um, I will say in South Florida, we have a place called Tradewinds Park, and they do have like a butterfly garden, but it's not enclosed. So the difference between like an enclosed one and an outside one, the enclosed one, like I said, there's just, there's so many more butterflies in this small space that it's more amazing. It's more shocking. So it's really cool.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. We, we highly recommend that specifically to almost anybody and everybody visiting flower and garden, like head over there and specifically where it's located is right next to the land pavilion. And, uh, so if you head over there, you're going to be able to spot it. You can't miss it. It's a pretty big enclosure, yeah. And um, it's also right near Journey to Imagination. So
1: it's definitely over where Pooh a... normally
0: catches butterflies. Maybe he'll actually get a real one this year. Maybe, maybe this is the year he's actually going to he catch. He catches a real himself
1: butterfly. sometimes, and that's okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you guys didn't know, Jesse's just obsessed with Pooh, and specifically Poo in that spot in catching Epcot. butterflies. We almost had to tell Jesse that look like we we love the poo videos, but if you don't if, if you keep sending these in, we're we don't know what to do with all of them. We have we have five hundred thousand poo videos.
1: But yeah, they're so, so cute. He's just so funny. He catches himself on the nose and then he just like dangles it back and forth and then he like pops it off pops it off and he's like I believe <laughs> it ta-da, and we're just like Yay, pooh caught himself and it was just yeah i don't know yeah, he's great exactly so maybe he'll actually catch a real butterfly from the butterfly garden i'm just saying that would be really cool to see or if a butterfly lands on pooh's nose that would be even better
0: yes so yeah. everybody root for that uh <laughs> but either way uh this is a great time to pause the episode real quick and talk about our sponsor that we like to mention every single episode, and that is Mickey Travels. This episode of the Mickey Blog Podcast is sponsored by Mickey Travels. Mickey Travels is a nationally recognized leader in Disney vacation planning. They are diamond earmarks by Disney, and their services are always 100% free. Reach out to Mickey Travels today for a free quote on your Disney vacation at mickeytravels.com. That's mickeytravels.com making Mickey magic. One vacation at a time. Now, the reason I wanted to pause for a second, talk about Mickey Travels beyond the fact that they are our sponsor, obviously, is because we're trying to convince you to go to this festival. Yep. So if you are considering heading down to Epcot this spring or even next year, then definitely reach out to Mickey Travels and, and allow them to plan that vacation for you. They can absolutely book it all for you, plan it all for you, and they're going to give you all the expert advice like we're talking about with Flower Garden, all these things we're talking about. They're going to be able to give you step-by-step instructions on every which corner of Flower Garden to visit and why you should visit. So just wanted to briefly mention that. But beyond all the topiaries and all the flowers and all the butterflies, which Jesse will probably jesse could just talk about for I love hours butterflies, okay yeah i know butterflies poo bear we get it <laughs> um <laughs> but uh we're gonna move on to some other th- reasons why you should visit flower garden and let's talk about garden rocks oh jesse do you want to explain what garden rocks is
1: oh my gosh why am i doing all the explaining today Jerry? okay
0: fine i'll explain it so guys <laughs> let me tell you a little bit about garden rocks narrated by your pal jared <laughs> so garden rocks is is it's in the garden and it rocks and it rocks. Now, it's a it's a concert series so obviously similar to how the food and wine festival does a concert series which in that case it's called eat to the beat yeah uh, they do a flower and garden festival concert series called garden rocks and and that basically covers the entire festival with the exception of a few days here and there but yeah. they cover there's lots of incredible artists uh that almost almost everybody who's listening to this podcast has recognized uh or heard songs from i guarantee you some of these artists at, I at mean, least
1: a couple yeah at there's least so a many
0: genres yeah, I mean, so let's let's start talking a little bit about them. Starting off and kicking off the Garden Rock series on March 3rd and 4th is Journey, former lead vocalist Steve Aguri. They got Dottery right after that. Smash Mouth. And the reason I'm bringing up Smash Mouth, guys, have you ever heard or seen the cinematic masterpiece, which is Shrek? Mm-hmm. Well... In that movie, they have lots of smash mouth. Anyways, I know this is a Disney podcast and I can't be talking about Shrek too much. But either way, <laughs> just in general. Still a uh, cartoon. Just, just sort of making a reference real quick. But this year they have Blue Oyster Cult, which is, they are new to this year's festival. Luis uh, Figueroa, which is also new on March 31st. Piso 21, which is new this year. So they have new performers that are new just this year. They have yeah. lots of... Uh, You know, hey, Jason Sheff, the longtime lead singer of Chicago, is coming May 26th and 27th. Uh, So, yeah, it's just a really great series of amazing artists that, like I said, guaranteed you have known and heard of many of these fine folks. And you're going to want to come and check them all out.
1: Yeah, they're going to be super fun. Personally, like Blue October is one of my all-time favorites to see in concert. They do an amazing concert. And for last year, um, my fiance was supposed to come with me and he ended up working. So I was like, oh, okay, like I'll go, they always have three shows. So I was like, okay, I'll go to their first concert. Like, no problem, I'll see you when I get home. Went to their first concert, it was amazing. And I was like, okay, no, no, no. I gotta go stand in line again, I gotta go see him again. (laughs) So I stood in line again, saw the second concert. And I was like, all right, babe, like I'm gonna come home. Like, I'm hungry, it's like, you know, Going on 7 o'clock. I'm starving. Haven't eaten dinner. Um, I had like a bread roll in my backpack. Second concert blew me away again. And I was like,
0: I'm going to go to the third one. I'm here. I don't need food. I don't need food. Food's not even that important. I'm
1: going to eat the bread roll in my backpack. <laughs> I'll be fine. This concert, worth it. Stood in line the third time, which is the only like slightly annoying thing about these concerts is that you have to like stand in line each time. You can't just like <laughs> stay in there. So tip for that you know bring food in your backpack because you will want to stay for more than one concert i swear i thought i was only going to go to one i ended up going to all three and all three were incredible um i'm a sucker and i did the same thing with simple plan so simple plan always puts on an amazing show too and they sometimes in one of their sets they'll sing scooby-doo which i don't know if you knew this but in i don't know what years it was but there's like a series of Scooby Doo that they actually did the theme song. So they sing it while they're performing and it's like one of the coolest things. Like if you're like a 90s kid, like it's it's amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, and so most of these performances go on for several days. For yeah. example, like I was mentioning earlier, like Daughtry, they're there March 5th and March 6th. Yeah. And but for a just for informational purposes for our listeners and viewers who are trying to learn more about it, you know, those shows take place at 5.30, 6.45 and 8 p.m. So,
1: yeah. And like simple plan, like they're doing four days this year. They did four days last year. And I was like, wow, that's a lot of days for them. Like good for them. So it's nice. You know, some people are there for two days and others are there for four. So just pick and choose what you want to do. And luckily you have a lot of options. So it'll be really nice. But there is
0: something for everybody, which I really love. Yeah, and, and they also have uh, Living Color. Yeah, you know, we talked about Simple Plan. They have uh, casting crowns, which Plain is new, white it, tees. new this year. Plain white tees, um, Switchfoot. Yeah, uh, so there's there's quite a bit of pretty big names on on this year's sort of list of performances. Yeah, it be and fun. it's absolutely worth. And beyond that. If you guys just really want to check out some of the other performances that Disney has when you're walking around, be on the lookout for, like, the jammeters. <laughs> yeah. Because the jammeters are always jamming out.
1: Always amazing.
0: They're they're definitely a fun show to watch, and you literally can
1: jam out with them. It's so cool.
0: Yeah. The, if you guys don't know what the jammiters are, the jammiters, they just jam. They, <laughs> they take trash barrels. Yep. And they take some drumsticks, and they just perform. But they also interact with guests. They scream, they yell, uh, in a good way. I'm not saying into they scream life. like in a panicked way. They no. don't just like go up there. and just, ah! No, like it, it's good. But basically, they interact and they bring. Uh, they sort of interact with the kids and you know um, can uh, sort of talk to you while they're performing. So yeah, the jameters mm-hmm. are always are always fun. Uh, but yeah, it, it, if you're if you guys are into literally any of the artists we talked about definitely check out garden rocks as i mentioned those concerts take place every day at 5:30, 30 6 45 and 8 p.m well yeah. not every day but nearly every day and you can find a full list of all of those artists that are performing and what dates on the uh disney world website um yeah. so so definitely check that out and uh plan those trips and and get ready and uh if not Uh, unfortunately you're gonna you're just you're stuck so you're stuck but no uh another thing to mention while we're on the topic is every year they also have um dining packages offered for the garden rocks series and the reason that's important folks is because basically if you have like a certain performer that you really want to see so let's say i don't know plain white tees you're just like Incredibly passionate about plain white tees and you want to watch it, and you're nervous that you might not get a great seat. Uh, you can get a dining package, and it's going to give you preferred seating, uh, and it includes a meal. And in the past, that usually had to be done with sit-down restaurants, but it's yeah. not actually the case anymore. You can do this through Regal Eagle and some of the other quick-service locations. You can uh, it comes with a full meal, and you know dessert, everything, and then you get preferred seating so for pricing
1: nice
0: yeah for pricing and information on all of that you can check that out also on the uh disney parks website so yeah i mean that i i I know i sound like i'm talking like a commercial (laughs) right now but i swear Uh, i swear it's
1: fun it's great but you do get really nice preferred seating i will say like whenever they have that preferred section off i'm always like oh there's a dining package area and it is (laughs) it is a really nice spot to get close to the stage so if you're really passionate like jared said like i might actually do that for civil plan this year we'll see but see but it's only for one of the concerts right it's not for all three
0: um yeah i believe you have to request a specific time but most people don't sit through all three performances like you jesse all right
1: (laughs) i didn't think i was going to and then they were so amazing that i just got back in line
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh man that's what you do with pooh bear every time you see pooh bear in the parks you're like i know i sent videos of pooh bear yesterday but what if i sent more videos of pooh bear
1: some days he does cuter things i don't know what to tell you
0: (laughs) some days Anyways, uh, let's let's keep talking about flower and garden and all things flower and garden. So we got to talk about the food. So oh, food. every single year when we talk about the Epcot festivals, whether it's through our blog posts, whether it's on this on this podcast or on social media, Mickey Blog obviously covers all the Epcot festivals extensively, and frankly. All the attention typically goes to food and wine when it comes to food and drinks, which obviously I get it. But I mean, it's a festival named after the food, so okay, okay. But counterpoint, the flower festival does not disappoint with the food. Okay? I
1: prefer this food over food and wine food. So food, food
0: and wine there. food. <laughs> yeah, uh, I. I'm not going to say I fully agree because every time food and wine comes, I get amped up. Honestly, (laughs) I get so excited. I'm just ready to eat it all. I get it. And just do it all. But specifically, I will mention the food at flower and garden is always very, very good. I'm always always impressed by it. And uh, this year um, they are going to have new items as always. They're going to have new menus. Again, we're recording this a little early before the festival, so we can't get into every single new item, but there is a booth this year called Brunch Cot. It's literally called Brunch Cot. I mean, what else do you need?
1: Brunch and Epcot.
0: I know. Cot. I, they might have They might have put those puzzle pieces together, just before it. you explain it, but it's okay. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> But yeah. last year it was called, wasn't it called Sunshine Griddle? Sunshine or Griddle. Like that? yeah and it was incredible so they good. had these like they it's like bacon topped Cinnabon bites and I had them like a hundred times <laughs> it was it was excessive and that's why I can't ever lose weight when I want to Oh my but, gosh! but yeah definitely check that out it's yeah. it's basically right over by the entrance to Test Track right near that so yeah. that's going to be an amazing booth but what other food items from like years past or like Food in general from this festival, Jesse, that like comes to mind.
1: So last year they had this really weird, like goat cheese pop, which,
0: goat like, cheese I
1: pop. heard goat cheese pop. Yeah. It was like, it looked like a little brick of ice cream and it was goat cheese, but it was so pretty. It looked like a popsicle. And I was like, this looks so odd. And I'm not a huge goat cheese person to begin with. So I was like, well, I want to try it, but like, Also, I don't really like goat cheese. So um, my friend was like, she loves goat cheese. And she was like, oh, I'm going to get it. And I was like, cool. I'm just going to try a bite of yours. She ended up loving it. My fiance was like, oh, it's all right. Like, it's kind of weird, but it's all right. And then I tried it and I was like, "Mm, I don't don't really like this. I just, this is, it's weird. It looks like ice cream, but I'm eating goat cheese. And I I don't know how I feel. So Mm. she loved it. And she got a second one. And I was like, Janice, What? (laughs) I'm like you're getting another one, you just you just want a goat cheese popsicle, like what? No, so some people again, some people loved it, some people hated it, some people were kind of in the middle. So it was one of those really weird pops. Did you try that last year, Jared?
0: Uh, no, because no? I I have a disdain for goat cheese. <laughs> uh, so I, like I just I don't just not like goat cheese. I I truly hate it. So okay, I just well. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. But, I love all cheese, but goat cheese I'm a little iffy about. The
1: but there was a lot right. of good
0: food. There was a lot of good food, and there I love this. Food. There was amazing street corn last year. Oh in my la god, the street corn! Forgot yeah, about la, street corn. Last year they also had la Isla Fresca, which was the first year of basically like the Encanto booth. Um, obviously due to the popularity of Encanto. Yes. And uh, they had a breakfast menu, so you could go oh, over amazing. there and get. They served a rapist, but like. They also had breakfast, breakfast. Rapist, which yeah. was really cool. Um, was so, so, cool.
1: so I yeah, also, I mean,
0: food wise, yeah, I would say
1: good. I also loved France. France always has either really weird food or really amazing food. And last year I got this. It was a like lentil salad, and it had like garlicky sausage in it, and it looked like like baby vomit. <laughs> It didn't look good, and I received it, and I was like, this looks horrible, and I tried it, and oh my god, it was like one of my favorite things I ate all festival. I was like, wait, what am I eating? This is so good. So like, as long as you don't look at it, just put it in your mouth, It it's amazing.
0: <laughs> as long as you don't look at it, you're gonna love
1: it's, it. It smelled amazing, and it tastes amazing, but it looked horrendous. I was like, this is so ugly. Like, you know, you eat with your eyes first. My eyes were telling me, nah, but then my nose and my mouth were like, yes, you need to eat more of this. And I got it about three times, like during the case of the festival. Whenever I go, I always try to find or try something new that I haven't had in a while or something that I hadn't had at all that festival, just because whenever I go there, I mean, I'm we're there so much Jared that I'm like, I need new food. So I get bored of the same thing. Um, but yes, that one I did have about three times and I was like, this is good. So (laughs) I love that one.
0: Yeah, it's, it's all very, very good. There, there there's supposed to be more than 15 food kitchens in total. So yeah, we're going to cover them all, but the, the brand new booth this year that we know for sure is brand new is Brunch Cot. So we're very excited about that. Uh, but either way, there's lots of returning ones like Harding Day Fiestas, which is the Mexico one, Pineapple Promenade, that's another returning one, the Honey Bistro, which is another great one. I love the
1: Honey Bistro.
0: Trowel and Trellies, uh, Northern Bloom, um, they got, uh, Hanami, Hanami? Yes, in the Japan Pavilion, which is usually where they also have, like, frushi uh, and uh, Magnolia Terrace over in the American Pavilion. Um, so there's there's just a lot of great options for everybody. Yeah. Um, and also, obviously, you're gonna find a lot of food and drinks that are florally themed. Always. Like us, right now.
1: <laughs> florally themed. Uh, again,
0: if you're listening, I, you know, I don't play you, I wouldn't wanna look at me too often. <laughs> but if you're watching on YouTube, I have a flower in my ear and I don't know how to feel about it. And I'm just he's trying kept to it in the
1: it. whole episode. I'm so proud of him.
0: Well, I, <laughs> I thought about taking it out like I am right now. And just like, like. Just, just, just
1: smelling it. Just smelling it. Just, just,
0: smelling it, just... <laughs> for the sake of, for the sake of uh, our thumbnail.
1: Yeah. Well, and we do have real flowers on our hands. So they do smell good. Like this, this sunflower, I just had an engagement party and my mom had a. Sunflowers there and oh they're so pretty. I love them. I
0: have I don't know what the name of this flower is, but I have it. it Looks like a daisy. And it does smell great. So can confirm it's, it's a pretty. real flower. <laughs> uh either way, uh yeah, so regardless, let's finish this podcast episode before people have already left <laughs> because they're done listening to us, but I have to talk a little bit about a few other things when it comes to this festival we've already mentioned about photography and how Jesse and I are parks reporters, so we're in the parks constantly, but we love taking photos obviously of the Disney parks and sharing them on our social medias for all of you guys to see. And um, you know, one of the things that is especially amazing uh, this time of year is taking photos in Epcot. So while we're on the topic, Jesse, I figured we might as well talk about our favorite places to take photos of the park and favorite places to take photos of Epcot. Um regardless of the time of year. Of but, course. Uh but before we do that, we're gonna talk about the last few things you have to be on the lookout for flower and garden. So they're scavenger hunts as there are every year. Every um year. last year there were two. There was the uh bee. What is it what is the bee Spike. one? Spike. Spike. That's the name of the bee. Spike uh, the bee. Spike the bee, the character, was everywhere last year. Yes. Um but yeah, there was a spike scavenger hunt, which you could get a prize at the end. And then also as we got closer to Easter, there was an Easter egg scavenger hunt as well. So definitely sort of be on the lookout for both of those. Fun for the family, fun for kids. Oh yeah. And uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the thing I'm always most excited about when it comes to Epcot festivals. Tell me, And tell that's me what? Beacons. <laughs> Beacons! Beacons. Last year they did a Pocahontas themed Beacons, colors of the for, wind. I know. I it know. was
1: amazing.
0: It was amazing. I know. And there is supposed to be another unique beacons this year. I'm not sure if they're going to do the same one as last year. I'd be fine if it is. Totally fine. Same. Uh, but they might do something unique. Um, beacons is, frankly, in my opinion, the greatest thing that ever came out of the 50th. Um, it is. And and they better never take it away from Epcot because oh. now it's like a staple. Uh, but yeah, uh, once you're wrapping up your night at Epcot, definitely head over to the front and watch beacons. It's incredible. It's gorgeous to look at. And, uh, it never really gets old. So
1: you never realize how pretty that ball is until they put lights on it. Like, you know, you walk in you're like, wow, the ball, it's pretty. And then they put lights on it and it's like a thousand times more (laughs) stunning. And you're like, I "I didn't, I didn't think that could get prettier. And here we are, it's nighttime uh, and it's glowing. And you're like, what did that just do and it's amazing it's absolutely stunning something definitely that came amazing out of the 50th because if they ever take it away like you said i'm gonna be so sad but like their lights on the ball just keep them keep them there it's kind of like
0: you know what the magic kingdom was like during the holidays for a long time unfortunately not the last few years but the dream lights like you didn't think you didn't think the castle could look any better I know. And then they put those incredible dream lights on there, and the you creole, just
1: love and miss.
0: You <laughs> just go in front of the castle and you just stare at it for for an extended period of time. Yeah, I, yeah. I've had people before, by the way, folks, uh, listener, not listeners, listener, uh, wherever you are out there. Uh, we've had, I've had people come up to me before. and been like, "Are you okay?" And I'm just standing underneath <laughs> the Epcot ball, just staring at it, just that, just eyes <laughs> straight up. Just, just staring endlessly, and I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just, you know, I'm just I'm at Epcot. Cool. Don't worry, don't worry about me. Uh, totally fine. But yeah, but basically, what we're saying is, Beacons is always amazing, and and it's yeah. going to be specifically themed for Flower and Garden Festival, as they did an amazing theme for the festival of the arts and they did one for holidays so so yeah definitely check that out on your way yeah. out of epcot but to wrap up this episode we're going to talk a little bit about our favorite places to take photos of epcot while you're in the parks my goal is and my hope is some of our listeners and viewers sort of listen to this little segment we're going to talk about and maybe the next time you go to epcot you take some of these photos and if you mm-hmm. do and you want to send them in to us and say hey I remember that time Jared and Jesse told us to take photos of the spot. Look yep. at me, I did it. I would love to see them. Please tag us. Tag us on Instagram, tag us yeah. on Facebook, wherever. And uh let us know. We'd love to we always love seeing your guys' photos. We but do. right off the bat, Jesse, what is like one spot when you first think of Epcot and taking photos? What's one spot that comes to mind? And if you want to incorporate flower and garden, I mean it's the episode for it. Go for so. it.
1: Um, so Epcot is really, really good about making displays right in front, right when you walk in. I constantly, I have my phone out and I'm like, snap, snap, snap. Doesn't matter how many times I've been there. Those flowers, topiaries, signage, whatever they put in that front with the ball behind it is stunning. Mm -hmm. And you're like, wait, how, wait, I just walked in. Now I need my phone and I need a map and I need to yeah and you know that's the number one spot when I first walk in that I'm like, Ooh, pretty photo, dude dude like grabbing it. um yeah, I mean, it's just it's beautiful. the ball's pretty, even on like a gross yucky day, that spot still looks beautiful. so
0: yeah, I'm fun. not gonna lie. I sort of i I have to agree with you there. yeah, I mean, I have other places in Epcot that I love absolutely to take photos of Me that' too. We're gonna talk about, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard not to just talk about the entrance. When you walk the in there, I mean, I love, again, I love taking photos of beacons. So at nighttime, that section is amazing. Oh my God, but yeah. the fountain in front of Epcot is gorgeous Beautiful. in itself. So little pro tip, folks, if you get very close to the fountain, take your iPhone, put it on 0.5. So you're putting on the fisheye lens and wide-eyed angle and uh, sort of get down on one knee and sort of angle upwards. You can get the whole ball, you can get the fountain, you can get everything. But that's neither here or there. But what I'm saying about the topiaries in the entrance that Jesse was just talking about, as we mentioned earlier, this year there's supposed to be Encanto-themed stuff out there. And it's just going to be, there's going to be a lot of gorgeous topiaries. And either way, you're going to want to just stop there and take a lot of photos, especially when the monorail goes by.
1: Oh my god, yeah, it's beautiful. But how cool would it be if they did the Encanto and she was like holding the ball or like displaying the ball? You know, like I, <laughs> it's going to be amazing. I'm so excited to see what it actually looks like.
0: Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. I know. And you know, it it's it's very difficult to take bad photos of Epcot. Yeah. I mean, <laughs>
1: it's, so it's an
0: easy place to take great photos of, it but. Is. But yeah, taking photos and videos right at the entrance is great. Another little pro tip from people who take thousands of photos on their iPhones every single week, wipe your photo lens regularly. Uh, yep. You'd be surprised at how smudged it can get when it's in your pocket. And if you just wipe that lens and retake photos and videos, so you're going to it's going to come out really amazing. And another pro tip from your pal, Jared, is when you see a bed of flowers... Do not be afraid to sort of put said phone in the bed of flowers. In the flowers. In the flowers. Literally. Put them in the flowers. But because that way you have this incredible foreground to work with in terms of the flowers and if you can angle it right with the – with uh, the ball behind it. I sent in some of those photos from last year uh, to our team the other day, and I was really excited about them because they're some of my better photos I ever took at Disney. It's so easy to take amazing photos at Disney when you have flowers around. That's what I'm really saying.
1: Also, another fun tip with Jared putting it in the beds, if you flip your phone upside down, so that way your lens is on the bottom, and then put it up to the bed, the flower is going to be really crispy right at your phone. And then you can get the Mm -hmm. ball in the background and it's stunning. Like you will be like, Oh my God, did I just take that photo? And it's one of those photos that you could literally sell if you wanted to. Like that's how pretty they come out. So
0: yeah, you're going to, you're going to look at yourself afterwards in the mirror and you're going to say, you know
1: what? Am
0: I a professional photographer? Yeah. Am I incredible? The answer is (laughs) yes, but no, uh, Beyond the front of Epcot. Actually, one last thing on the front of Epcot. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The monorails, okay? The monorails. Time it out with the monorails. Because with the flower beds and, you know, the ball right there, Spaceship Earth and the monorail, yep. the monorail goes by on both directions. So you can take incredible videos or photos of the monorail going by. And if you could time it right, you can really great get some great footage. Uh, so while on the topic of monorails, most of my favorite photos that you can take at Epcot involve monorails. So yeah. say you're walking into Epcot, you're gonna follow follow Jared for a second. <laughs> you're gonna turn right and head towards the seas with Nemo and friends. And on that section, there's a little body of water. You're gonna face Spaceship Earth. and You're gonna take photos of the monorail going by. And there's also flower so beds pretty. over there. It's a gorgeous spot. So just in general, try to incorporate both the flower beds and the monorail when you're taking these photos, because yeah. you, you'd be shocked at how amazing some of the photos that you take with an iPhone can come out you know I
1: will say besides the flower beds even the potted flowers so typically for this festival they do the potted flowers over by the little bridge that goes towards figment if you Mm -hmm. stick your phone in the flower pot you have the water yeah why are you laughing at me you have the water you have the figment point of the imagination pavilion you have the monorail and you have flowers And it is one of the prettiest pictures you will ever
0: take, I promise. Well, the reason I was laughing (laughs) at you is because we're going to have like an army of people. (laughs) Not really an army. We don't have that many fans. But an army of Mickey Blog fans. That are just put out there sticking their, their phone beds. in every flower bed at the you gotta flower garden. got be nice to the flowers well.
1: though. You can't yeah, harm the flowers. Don't,
0: don't injure the flowers. Don't
1: injure the flowers. Just don't don't throw your phone in them. Just like hold yeah, it and place just, it
0: nicely and go boop just boop. Just place it very nicely in said flower bed. Don't right. ruin the flower bed. Right. Just, 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 you know, just nicely. nudge, nudge the phone very in there. gentle. Gentle, <laughs> gentle flower bed photos only. But either way, keep walking with us imagine you're now passing uh the imagination pavilion over that little bridge which obviously with the fountain right there is another amazing spot to take photos especially with the monorail passing if you keep walking there's (laughs) as we mentioned earlier an amazing spot right there at like the neck or the entrance to world showcase which is covered in giant beds of flowers as jesse mentioned earlier mickey shaped i know i know (laughs) So uh, another little pro tip for you that I always like to do during this time of year, if you keep walking right and you're headed sort of towards uh, like Canada, that side of things, but you stop at the flower beds, not only are, is the monorail going to go by right there, but if you sort of get low to the ground, people might look at you funny, whatever. Uh, look at us phone, funny all the time. <laughs> they look at us funny constantly. Uh, I've had people looking at me funny since I was literally born. (laughs) Uh, But if you take your phone and sort of put it like in the fence almost uh, and sort of get closer to the flower bed on the ground, you're going to get some amazing footage. So it's just there's a lot of creative ways you can take advantage of taking photos and videos at this festival. But I know Jesse wanted to talk about photographing Italy. So go ahead.
1: I do. So that's where they put Lady and the Tramp. And that area, just the way that they fill it and surround that whole middle area with flowers, you can be at any angle in Italy and have a beautiful photo. You can take a picture in front of Lady and the Tramp, down really low, down up Mm. really high if you're super tall. Or you can go on the other side and you can get the back of Lady and the Tramp and you'll have the ball in the background. And it is stunning with how many flowers they put in that little circle area in the middle It's definitely one that you don't want to
0: miss. Absolutely. I personally love photographing the bridge in Canada. uh, The little walking bridge. You can walk over there and walk and see the waterfall back there. It's like a hidden gem, in my opinion. It is. Uh, But I have an affinity for Disney waterfalls and or fountains. Yeah. I know some might consider that weird, but I am who I am. I Uh, love
1: waterfalls (laughs) and fountains.
0: I don't think it's weird at all. I'm just, I just, your local... Disney fountain guy. That's that's who I am. <laughs> that's okay. uh, but but yeah, I mean, World Showcase is filled with incredible places to photograph. Is. France is one of the easiest places to take amazing photos of ever. Oh, God. I mean, yeah. again with the flower beds. Put your phone in the flower bed. In the
1: flower bed.
0: In the flower bed. Jump in the flower bed. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. D- don't do that, please. <laughs> uh, be nice to the cast members. But and the but yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we really talked about flowers, and flower beds, and waterfalls, and butterflies, it's all and butterfly. topiaries, <laughs> and flower beds, and flower pots, and flowers, and it we flew. even showed you, we even showed you flowers. Showed you flowers. We had flowers in our ears. <laughs> it was out of control, this episode. Uh If you enjoyed this episode, please definitely give it a good old thumbs up or a good ranking on whatever platform you're listening to. Uh, Definitely check us out on YouTube. All of our episodes are available in video format. If you want to see me talk in real life, you can do that. With a
1: flower in your ear.
0: With a flower in my (laughs) ear and an Oswald short sleeve button down. Yep. Where I I just look utterly ridiculous. (laughs) Jesse looks like a good, normal human being. And I look like I have Mickey flowers. Yeah. Mickey flowers. There you go. (laughs) But yes, if you'd like to check us out on YouTube, please do. And hit that subscribe button. If you do, uh, definitely comment in our comments, your favorite parts of flower garden, we'd love to hear about it. And like we mentioned, if you do take any pretty photos of flower garden, feel free to tag us and let us know like, Hey, I got this spot from the podcast or something. We'd love to see that stuff. So would love to see it. Let us know your tips and tricks. Yeah, let us know mm-hmm. your favorite tips and tricks of flower pots and flower beds and flowers. <laughs> flowers, uh, just flowers. But uh, <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the Mickey Blog podcast. And as always, continue to support us across all platforms. You can head over to the blog on the website. You can check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And for all things Disney, continue to follow us here at Mickey Blog. Yeah, my my name's Jared,
1: and I'm Jesse. Thanks, guys. Uh, <laughs> bye.
0: Bye.